Welcome back to another episode, episode seven. Dude, we're crushing this episode seven. Welcome back, and we're here with a, with a few good, interesting topics. I think we're gonna have a good, good discussion today. I agree. Um, how's things been in your life and household? How's everything going your way? Man, it's going good. Work has been a kick in the butt lately. Yeah, but you know, I, I you know, still enjoying it. Busy day. Right, right just, to see it almost every day, you know, getting that lieutenant ride up and yeah, you know, I actually got to drive the Quint, so it was a, a well needed kind of R and R type day. So it was, yeah, there you go. The Quint's usually slower, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Got gotcha. to keep them available for the good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Those lazy guys over there. No. Oh, you know it. Hey. Yeah. Well, I've been kicking my butt as allergies, so if I sound like a stuffed animal i don't know what else to tell you guys sorry but yeah i got the old sniffles and the cough and all that jazz and i guess playing golf this morning didn't really help so it's the hard life you know just oh yeah playing golf and everything um speaking of golf that new uh full swing on netflix i don't know if you've watched any of that or heard about any of that i'm like three four episodes deep and it's pretty good it just it follows uh just certain golfers around and does like a play-by-play play on how they react you know it gets an in-depth thing it gives them interviews at their house or after the tournament and they're shows them mic'd up through the whole time they're playing it's pretty funny sounds pretty interesting so, yeah it's a pretty interesting thing definitely showed different side of, of golf and and professional golf and how high intensity and mental that game is for sure um so yeah i think uh for today's show we're gonna do kind of stats and stuff on the new rules and how they're working with MLB. Uh, The A's moving to Vegas. Uh, We're going to jump into NBA and go to the Draymond Green suspension um, and hit on Embiid and Dylan Brooks and Harden and all them. Uh, We're going to move on to the NBA playoffs and uh, talk about some NFL draft coming up. I think that's this week, right? Thursday or something like that. Uh, maybe and then, and then i think somewhere there don't quote us on that y'all probably won't listen to it until then anyway so it'll probably be done by the time you listen to it <laughs> um but uh yeah and then we got a feel good story to throw in there so new rules new rules and how they're working how do you feel like all the rules are going uh, i don't know I, I think everybody has their own stance on it uh, there's some things i feel like if it ain't broke don't fix it know kind of the the basis why why we putting pizza boxes on the field yeah um you know that quote-unquote safety <laughs> deal but come on. huge don't they looks like a large pizza just open yeah, it up like, grab you a slice and close it back that's funny so for you guys that don't know there's the pitch clock the shift and uh, the bases are bigger so we've hit on it before uh, uh, the, the pitcher slash hitter clock yeah, the pitcher and hitter clock. Pitcher clock's 15 seconds, no runners on. 20 seconds with a runner on base. Um, I think they did a study in spring training that they said the games were 26 minutes shorter on average, uh, spring training, but that's different than a real game. I know that's not season average because season's a little different. You know, people's got their jobs to worry about, which spring training they do, but a lot of them are just warming up, practicing. It's not like – it's kind of nonchalant a little bit for a lot of guys. Um 
And what's the hitters they have from the time the pitcher gets the ball back? They got uh, until the eight-second mark on the pitcher's clock to look at the pitcher. Like, they got it once the pitcher clock starts, if it goes down to, I think it's eight seconds, if they're not in the box ready looking at the pitcher, then they get called a strike. You know, to me, it should go off when the pitcher toes the rubber. Yeah. You know, because then that signifies, you know, okay, he's getting ready. I can get, I can get ready. Yeah. But bat up on your shoulder, whatever it is, ready is like, that's a little, because I know some guys like to do that little low swing until a pitcher does his movement and then they come up for a timing. Yeah. yeah. But, well, there's a bunch of stuff starting to take place, though, like with Scherzer is uh, quick pitching people because it gets them to step out, one step out. I think you get one step out per at-bat um, call time. And uh, nice. What do you got, bacon? Bacon. Nice. I like bacon. <laughs> um, they get one time. They get one timeout call during the uh, at bat, and then once they step in, he's quick pitching. You know, so mm-hmm. there's well, a lot of did something with the quick pitch. You can't quick pitch hitters now. <coughs> really, they ab- updated that. I think so. I saw something. Nestor got called for it in the spring training. Of course, he shouldn't be allowed to do half the stuff he does anyway. Oh, stand it. And then uh, I think Scherzer got called for the quick pitch. Did he? Well. Yeah, I can't stand Nestor with his stuff. Everybody's like, oh, it's so cool. I'm like, you don't know baseball then because yeah. it's stupid. It's for guys that have half the good stuff that have to jack with your timing because they can't pump it by you. So, so. here's you know something I read and listened to on ESPN. The umpire has the discretion to restart the clock. Really? What he wants. So let's take Cody Bellinger, now at the Cubs. Yep. Cubs go to L.A. He was a longtime Dodger, right? Yep. Getting a standing ovation his first at bat. Umpire calls a pitch clock or a hitter's clock violation starts off 0-1 right out of the gate. Yeah, that's dumb. Have some feel. No feel whatsoever. Yeah. That's called probably a, I don't know, that's just not having any feel. It should be like a, you think a savvy vet umpire would do it, so it had to be like a rookie or some new guy that's just no feel whatsoever, but still. Even if you're around baseball that long and you're in the game that long, you should know, yeah. like, start it over. You know, like, there's there's special occasions in that where somebody breaks a record, you know, or or is their last game, you know, and everybody's giving them standing O. Um, well, here's, here's another one. Pitcher gets called up. I can't remember what team it was for. Okay. First major league start. Trying to compose himself. Instead of the umpire restarting the clock. He starts off his first batter 1-0 yeah. before he even has a chance to throw the pitch. Yeah. Once again, no feel by the umpire. No, not whatever. Well, how does that how does that work with stats, though? How do you think that works with stats where, hey, I got a strikeout, you know, my 100th strikeout on a pitch violation, you know, or my 1,000th strikeout or whatever, you know, if it's a monumental. <laughs> right. So, what do you Man. do, put asterisks by it or what? Uh, call it Manfred Ball. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, 2023 on air or something. You know, right. I mean, wh- when did the rules start? Was it 19 or 20? All these new rules started. Uh, they just implemented them this year. Was the official? Well, I'm talking about like uh, the runner in second for extra innings, and then they started all this other uh, other stuff like Universal H. They started in the American League, or not American League, the uh, Atlantic League. That's kind of their trial error independent mm-hmm. ball they try everything on but they did that for a couple of years ago but i think they officially started all that just this year 
Well, so I don't, last I don't year. Last year they had they started putting runners on second next year innings. Well, was it okay? So well, then the last for years all this stuff's been changing. So it's almost like either way, whenever it started that year, you need to put like okay, rule changes begin. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, you get a strikeout on a hitter's clock. Come on, I mean, yeah. to me as a pitcher, I would be able to accept that. Yeah. What? What about for a pitcher that has a runner start on second that he didn't give up? You know. Mm-hmm. There goes his ERA or something. You know, his 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 incentives are based on ERA or you know holding runs or you know this and that. And you got a runner that starts. Yeah, it shouldn't count as an earned run. It shouldn't be his run. It yeah. Just, okay, this is like a what a ghost runner. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. But they did say that the people are getting used to it though because uh, the timer violations dropped from about two times a game in spring training to about one and a half. So 2.03 to 1.48. So it's going to take pitchers and hitters a little bit to get used to. Yeah. To get it running like a well-oiled machine. But um, I still think it's it's kind of crazy to put a timer on it. Because all the games averaging back for the last 10 years or right around three hours, give or take yeah. a few years, was a few minutes under, a few minutes over. Yeah. Um, so and that's with media breaks and everything else. So there's nothing yeah. wrong. That's what about three hours, which I mean, if you can't sit down for three hours and watch something, then it's like you got some you got some other issues to worry about. But I get it. Some people think that think games are long, um, but it's, it's part of the game. Sense, uh, I, I understand where the pitchers take forever. Pitchers yeah. have slower and slower on their deliveries and getting together. You know, it's like some golfers are take longer for to hit a ball. You know, like yeah, mm-hmm. they need to clean that up, but. Overall, I mean, three hours isn't that bad. They It's dropped, uh, I think, an average of, like I said, 26 minutes shorter when they tried with the pitch clock. Well, I mean, and you had some hitters like Nomar Garcia Parra who was doing his toe taps and fixing his Yeah, and the glove all the time, yeah. You know, yeah. So th- there's got to be like a happy medium where if they're still out of the box doing that stuff, okay, all right, hey, here we go. Or pitchers just doing his thing. Yeah, I think uh, what another thing was was that the averages were declining in baseball too. They're trying to add some a mixture in there. Like uh, the last ten years, they've been averaging around two fifty. That's the MLB average, uh, averaging about eight point eight seven runs per game last ten years. But last year was the lowest run average since two thousand fifteen. They're sitting at eight point five six runs per game last year. With a batting average of 243, uh, which was the fifth lowest in MLB history since counting it since 1968, I think they started counting. Um, so I think I think just as the commissioner seeing that he's like, we got to do something different. But it, then again, it's on the hitters to become better. Well, how about these new little hitting gurus and these analytical guys? Oh no, you got to do this for your swing. It's like the swing and miss rate is up. Yes. Because the swings are getting worse. Yeah. Well, everybody's trying to hit the long ball. Yeah. It's, it's either home run or strikeout. And the, the the base hit is not appreciated as much as it oh. used to be. You know, like, give me give me a Tony Gwynn, nine, nine Tony Gwynns or nine uh, Charlie Hustles, you know. Like, okay. give me those guys, and I bet you I can win more ball games with than nine home run hitters. <laughs> you'll get 20 strikeouts a game and yeah. maybe hit one or two home runs. Uh, I think 
Oh, no, we, we won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. Um, the shift, too. Uh, you can't have more than three people on the right side of, of second base or left side of second base. Um, it's it's helped a lot of hitters who are pool hitters and ground ball hitters. Uh, like learn I said, a bunch of who? I said learn how to hit. Yes, exactly. That's what I understand. Like, you got to be able to hit all fields. Like, that's part of the game. So we're going to help you out because you can't hit opposite field. That doesn't make sense to me. But they uh, the per ground ball base hits in spring training uh, jumped up from 249 average. Uh, it was 233 last year in spring training during ground balls that were hit for base hit or out. So you're talking about, you know, 13 full points that raised up. Yeah. But now some teams are bringing their right fielder down to shallow and then putting uh their two other outfielders in rovers spots mm-hmm. because they're not allowed to move an infielder so they just move an outfielder and i'm like but that goes to show though that the shift was actually working you know right. they're playing the odds they're, it's baseball is all about games of odds and um they're just playing the chances of you hitting yeah. a ground ball yeah but you so know here. david ortiz how many times has he bunting one down third base and get a free hit out of it Take advantage of it. Learn to do it. If, if that's that's part of it, if they're giving you that, take advantage of it, you know? Mm-hmm. What was it? Cano hit a double or triple down the third baseline on a butt, you know? Yeah. Hit all the way down there, and they're shifted. It went all the way down the line. And Was uh, it like one bunt, one bunt hit a series is like 10 to 20 points extra a year? Yeah. What's the Bull Durham quote? One dying quail, one uh-huh. at single, uh, seeing eye single. <laughs> Like that's yep. the difference between AAA and major leagues. Yeah, you got to take advantage of those. I just, I just don't understand where they're. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. I guess just make it more entertaining, faster. It seems like a lot of the average sports fans <clears throat> love it, which I can see why. I mean, <clears throat> I can see why they love it just because of the faster pace, and it's like two hours and forty something minutes is the average time now, something along that. But. um yeah. I mean, with all the replays, too, it seems like that drags on, too. You feel like you'd have something better than that. I like the adversity and the human error. How are you going to overcome it? Yeah. That, that's my that's my deal. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of based on human error. I mean, I mean, but if you look at it, too, the umpires, for the most part, if you look at their stats, they're they're up there with being correct with how many calls they have to make. Also, um, they do mess up every now and then. Um, but if the replay can help some things, but just it takes seems like it just takes forever. It feels like if you have someone in New York that's watching all the replays, they should have the replay should already be watching it before it gets mm-hmm. called and say, hey, this is how we're going to call it. And as soon as they call, say, hey, this is our answer. Done. Yeah. Um, I think it was the it was the XFL or American football AFL. They had that system working where they showed how efficient it was, where they were already analyzing every play, and they're saying, hey, call this. And as soon as they call this, it's done. They're done in, like, 20 seconds. Yep. So I feel like they should work more like that. With how much baseball is making, they should be able to have multiple centers to where they're dishing out these rulings every time. And, and let's go back. The strike zones were bigger back in the day of Greg Maddox. You go and watch him pitch. You know, I've seen videos. He's getting the river right there between the plate and the batter's box. Yeah. 
the batter's box sometimes. You know, those guys that can manipulate the ball like that, yeah, you're not going to hit that pitch regardless. Yeah. And, and people are like, oh, the strike zone needs to be smaller. No, it doesn't. It does not. Learn yeah. how to hit. Quit trying to make the strike zone right down the middle. Yeah. To hurt pitchers and help hitters. I mean, it, it, I don't care who you are. Learn, learn plate coverage. Learn the zone. And learn how to hit. Yeah. Well, that's what baseball's been all about. It's always about the, been the, about the chess match, you know. Mm-hmm about the pitcher will get an advantage. Okay, well, how, what does the hitter got to do to get take the advantage, you know? And it's just a duel back and forth, and that's what's so beautiful about the game. And they're just trying to take that away with all these new rules that it's just like they're just trying to simplify it when it's actually really super complicated and an yeah. awesome sport. So, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on both. I like, you know, them forcing pitchers to get on the mound and throw, you know, instead of just sitting oh, there yeah. stalling. Um, but then again, you know, to rush a batter on what he's, you know, trying to think of his approach, you know, and, and that's his livelihood, you know, at the same time, you're kind of rushing that too. So I don't know, I'm torn. I can see both sides, but I haven't watched too much baseball lately to get a idea of how it's working, how well it's working. But Mm -hmm. the last one was the bases though. Um, that's taken a huge spike. Um, uh, the bigger bases, you said, what they move them up to. 18 inches. 18 inches. Yeah, well, were they originally 15? 15? Somewhere in there. That's what I want to say. Somewhere there, but they they're noticeably bigger. Yeah. Um, the three inches looks noticeably bigger. So just letting everybody know <laughs> that they look like you said they look like pizza boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The difference in a medium and a large pizza. Yes. Yes. And um, it's like you said, shorter distance between bags. I mean, you're talking about three inches from either side so it's six inches shorter which is a big deal when you're talking about milliseconds from catcher's Mm -hmm. pop time um and then the pitch clock also plays a part of that too um hitters are starting to look at the pitch clock and say hey he's not going to pick because he's got to go home i'm going when that buzzer hits one or zero you know or close to Mm -hmm. um so the success rate and volume i think they said uh nearly doubled in spring training well, that and you get two free pickoff attempts per batter. And a third one, if you don't pick them off, it's a balk. You go to second base. That's wild. That is wild. Now, I can understand not throwing over like 12 times. Uh, we had we had a team we played at when I was at Louisville. I think it might have been Elon. We had uh, Adam Engel, who was the White Sox center fielder, and now he's, I think, with Padres. Um, super fast guy. Everybody knew he was stealing. I think they picked about 12 times in a row. And on the 13th time, they went home. The one time he went home, he stole second. And it was no throw. I was like, like, that's ridiculous. I can understand that being ridiculous. But to limit it, it, it definitely puts the advantage in the runner's mm-hmm. run box there. Um, I think they said open and day. Uh, they had 21 of 23 stolen bases, successful stolen bases, which is up. 1.53 attempts per game over in 2022. It was 0.67. Crazy. We'll double it and add some. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, for fast guys, it's they're licking their chops, man. Those fast mm-hmm. guys. The, the Corbins, the uh, – who else is fast? Uh, uh, Turners, you know, all those guys, man. They're just – that's just another feather in their hat that they can take advantage of. So – I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see who adapts, who changes, and who plays to this new era of baseball better. 
So yeah, I need, I need to lower my blood pressure a little bit from all this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking a- of that, your pirates are in first place. My pirates. I'm getting. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I did play with them. I did. Yeah. But you know, yeah. good for them turning it around. I'm, I don't want to see another 20 straight season losing record. But yeah, I think they've been the surprise of baseball so far. Yeah. How about the Oakland A's following their brethren, the Oakland Raiders, to Las Vegas? Yeah, I think the only person to blame here is Oakland. Yeah. The city and the people. I mean, they've lost every major sports team in their their city. Mm -hmm. Their their governor, whoever was running, tried to keep them there, said, hey, we'll promise you new land, this and that. But it's like, hey, when you're only drawing – 8,000 people per game. Yeah. Whose fault's that? You know, you're playing in a football stadium that doesn't have a football team anymore. It doesn't help that how big the stadium is. It looks, it's massive for a football field. Yeah. And you only, you feel 8,000 people. Not, actually, I think last three years they've averaged around 9,800 per game. But that's colleges, what the, colleges uh, drawing more than them. Yeah. You got double A teams drawing more than that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I mean, organization too, hasn't helped themselves. They've been on the lower of the totem pole for the longest time too. Um, but it says that they, they signed a bidding agreement to, uh, procure some land and build a new ballpark that'll seat about 30 to 35,000 billion, something billion for a new stadium going to build. So it's just about 49 acres West of uh, the Vegas strip. And they plan on playing there by 2027. So, about four years to be in Vegas along with their Raiders. So, yeah, um, they were they're the only second franchise to move in the last 50 years, though. Do you do you know the other one? The last one? Take a guess. The only franchise to move in the last 50 years. Yeah, I went blank too, and then I looked it up. And I was like. Oh, I should know. Should have known this. Uh, Expos. Yeah. To uh, Nationals. Yeah. Or was well, was it's, it them or was it? Yeah, it was it. Yeah. Tampa Expos. because Tampa Bay was trying to get a deal with Montreal. Yeah. So I would split their home. Montreal. That'd be cool. They seem like their fan base would be mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Every time I was in Ottawa, they're all talking about always talking about the Expos. They're like, man, we loved them. So they definitely had had a. But yeah, they they moved. They're the second team to move in the last fifty years, and um, they've been in a- Oakland since '68. So for fifty-five years, um, had nine World Series, and four of them were while they were in Oakland. You know, they had the three three beat in a row with Reggie Jackson there, and the last one was in 1989. So. The, the earthquake series yeah 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 but then again you know they got the lowest payroll and had the worst record in baseball at the moment i think they're like four and 17 something like that something i don't know if they're pulling a, a major league you know where they're trying to throw everything to where they move you know you yeah. know but yeah the warriors left they went they built the stadium over in san francisco uh raiders like you said went to vegas um, so I blame Oakland. You know, you think that once they lost two, or at least one team, you think they would pour more into the other two teams, but it seems like they didn't want to do what it, I mean, they probably tried to, but it was too, a little too late. Yeah. But I think it's a good move overall. 
I mean, seeing how the Vegas Knights are exploding there and the Raiders are exploding there, um, I think it's going to be a good move. You can find somebody, you know, cheap tickets to Vegas. You can find a flight, especially where you're at in Fort Worth, right there by the airport, fly to Vegas for 60 to something bucks and catch a game and come back the next day or something, you know? So, yeah, pretty enticing. Southwest Airlines. There you go. I think it's a good move overall. I think they'll um, find a whole new fan base, too. I think they'll have the old ones in Oakland and have a new fan base in Vegas, and hopefully they they get more attendance than 9,000. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think that brings us on to uh, Draymond Green, one of your favorite NBA players. His suspension <laughs> recently in the uh, NBA playoffs, um, I think it was game two where he stepped on a guy named DeMontis Sabonis. I don't know how to pronounce that, but whoever they're playing, yeah, he stepped on him, and it was pretty you could, it was pretty blatant. You could tell. Yeah. Um, there, there's no room in sports for that. I mean, no matter how mad you get or anything like that, you step on somebody wrong, you can seriously hurt them. I mean, that's, yeah. that's childish. It, it, it almost kind of looked like the Adama Sue step on type thing where it was like, oh, I was just trying to kick him off me or like shake him off me. But it was, it was definitely intentional. Yeah. Um, but the league suspended him a game, even though he was thrown out for the flagrant, flagrant two. Um, they suspended him game three because of uh, his past conduct. So, you know, he's always been mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, they have a rule now that I think you get so many technicals, you got to set out a couple games or two or three yeah. games. That, that yeah, I think, for that. And I think if you get to that point, they may be reviewed. Because I know Luca got that point. He was supposed to be suspended for one game. Yeah. But the manner in which he got that last technical, I think the league overruled it and he was able what? to play. Wasn't it just him like tossing the ball behind his back or something, or huh? like bounced it on the floor or something like that and got tossed? I was like, yep. what? Yeah, but I think the up, up, uproar from everybody was uh, Dylan Brooks got ejected but wasn't suspended uh, for his growing shot on LeBron. Well, uh, you know, his hand was already in that airspace. I mean, yeah, his air, hand was in the airspace. He was trying to pick the ball. I mean, it looked a little blatant, but it didn't look vicious, I guess. LeBron shouldn't have tried a little crossover behind the back, and it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't flop harder. Um <laughs> I don't know, all those phantom fouls and everything else. But then again, you had Dylan Brooks got ejected for the flagrant two. Uh, James Harden got ejected for a flagrant two, which James Harden's didn't look that bad. It looked like he was trying to, like, get around him and make a move. Who knows if that was intentional or not, but his – I think Harden's was the least vicious at looking, um, and he got ejected. But then his teammate, Joel Abib, kicks a guy and gets to stay in the game. Yeah, that makes the swinging point for. Uh, Didn't he kick him in the groin area? He tried to, but he missed. I mean, that, that that's intent right there. So what? Yeah, granted, the guy stepped over him, which would have ticked me off too. But still, he yeah. went to kick him and he missed. And he went like through his leg, like I don't know. Um, it was definitely vicious, more vicious than I would say Dylan Brooks's and Harden. Uh, Harden's, yeah. But he gets to stay in the game, and he gets to finish out, and I think he ended up like getting a couple points at the end that helped him win it, which yeah. they ended up uh, sweeping Brooklyn in the series, which we'll talk about a little later. 
But yeah, I think everybody's trying to raise a big stink saying NBA needs to figure it out. They need to get their fouls together. I'm like, well, one, I think Embiid should have been suspended a game for trying to kick somebody. I think Green should have been suspended properly, which he was. And I think Brooks and Harden just get, you know, kicked out of the game for the remainder of the game, you know? Right. So, I don't know. It's not my rules, but I just think that's where I lay on it. Just by looking at watching the videos and everything. Oh, sure. um, I the, the biggest one I'm I'm amazed about is MB MB got to stay in the game. That's the only one I was like, what the heck, you know? Yeah, if you're kicking and everybody sees it intentionally, that should be just, hey, guess what? You earned yourself another game with it. Yeah, yeah, but everybody was shocked about Green getting suspended, but then he comes back in this next game and gets what a technical right off the bat in a minute. Within a minute of coming in the game, gets a tech. Yeah. So he, he's only done it to himself with his little bad boy attitude that he's got. But Yeah. He's you know, one of those that you would love to have on your team just because of his intensity, yeah. but I hate to play against him. It'd just be miserable. And he's already said, you know, that's I'm not changing my ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for him. They're they're back in the series. So that'll, that'll, that'll bring us on to the NBA playoffs. Um I guess we'll just try to hit on this pretty quick and just see what your thoughts are and who you're guessing. Uh, you got Bucks and Heat, which the Heat are up two games to one. Who are you going all, with? All depends on the health of Giannis. Yeah, he's been injured. Going to play game four? Huh? Is he playing game four? I do not know. They're playing. If he comes back and plays game four, I think, and so on, the Bucks win. If yeah. they don't have him, the Heat win. What if they go behind 3-1 tonight and then he comes back game four? Heat. Huh? The Heat, I think he'll have too much pressure on him. And Yeah, it could be. I mean, that Bucks are number one seed, so it might be seeing an early exit for them. Um, you got Lakers and Grizzlies, which Lakers are 2-1. Grizzlies. Grizzlies, I hope so too. I can't stand the Lakers. I don't know why. Yeah, if it was Kobe and Shaq, then yeah, I'd be... I'd oh, yeah. <laughs> Different story. Grizzlies, uh, I'd take Grizzlies. Yeah, you got Boston and the Hawks. Boston's up 3-1. to one. Boston and the Hawks. Boston's up 3-1? Oh, yeah. Bo- uh, what, I think Boston. What, two Boston next game, I think. Yeah, I think Celtics win that. Yeah. Um, you got Denver and Timberwolves. Denver's up 3-1. Denver. Uh, Phoenix and Clippers. Phoenix up three to one. Oh man! See, I, I would have thought the Clippers would have made a little better series, but I'm going to take maybe. some. You get maybe. them on a roll. I can see them winning one more, maybe, and then it finishing out. Phoenix finishes out four to four to two. Yeah. Um, you got Knicks and Cavs. You know, Cavs being a 50 plus team winner, I figured they would have been doing a little bit better. They're down three one right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say the Knicks. Yeah, and then you got the one that's probably the most interesting out of every one of them is Golden State and Kings, 2-2. Mm-hmm. I think Golden State was down two to two games to none, didn't they? And then they yeah. Don't quote I me think so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go Kings. I hope so. I mean, Kings haven't been in playoffs in years. I'd like to see them at least get past first round. Um, like we said earlier, 76ers swept Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. So you got them going on. 
from there, who you like, like just in general, like win it all. Man, uh, the Spurs. <laughs> um, the Spurs dynasty, I think, is yeah. <laughs> and I'd have to say probably. No, I think the Celtics will be there. I was going to say Boston. I was going to say Boston, Phoenix, or Denver. Yeah, I was going Boston and Nuggets. Yeah, I, I think the, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies beat the Lakers. Then I think you have a whole different um, ball game. Yeah, I think that might be a wild card throw in there. Let's see. So Giannis looks to be playing. Oh, okay. He's 10 of 7, 21 points, 10 boards, 8 assists. There you and go. The Bucks are up 85 to 72. Okay, so Bucks are about to tie the series. Yep, about to, about to end the third period. Okay. Never know what will happen, but yeah, looks like it's been good hands right now. Yeah. I, I stand by it. Yeah. Keeps playing, uh, Bucks win. All right. There's our I, I think if they can keep him healthy, I think that changes kind of the outlook in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, that back injury looked pretty gnarly when he went down. Oh. Off. Yeah, that that hurt my almost yeah. four years back. Yeah, I think he got arthritis <laughs> watching it. <laughs> uh, that brings us to coming up this Thursday, the NFL draft. I think it's Thursday. Fantastic. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, my uh. Uh, my captain was up in Kansas City the other day, and he forgot all about it that they was in Kansas City. He's like, dude, they shut down <laughs> the city. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be like the biggest non-sporting event like to date. Yeah, like huge people. I like get. I'm, that's the last place I'd want to be. Mm. Get me out of there. There's still gonna be so many people mm-hmm. just to listen to names being drawn. You know, like I'm like I can watch that on TV. Yeah, I need to be there for that. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't understand the being there part. Like. I like watching. I'm excited to watch it, but yeah, there in person. No, that, that, that's just too much. That doesn't me. I just, I just, I guess I'm just not that big of a fan. I don't know. So let's go over the top ten. Let's just say, you know, the top ten. You know, we don't necessarily have to throw out picks who they're taking. Okay. But you know, I think what we decide: Panthers. Yeah. Chicago gave up their first round pick. Yep. And the uh, two is Texans, three, but the rumor there is that the Cardinals are giving that one to the Titans. Uh, I'm confused, too, because I've seen different lists that says Cardinals got a pick, and then I've seen where uh, Titans got it via Cardinals. So I don't know which one to believe or which one. If later date, earlier date, we'll just say Cardinals may be Titans for now. So we'll just leave that last Tentatively, there's been a trade that no one knows about that the Cardinals are giving it to the Titans. Yeah. So, number four, the Colts. Five, the Seahawks. Via Denver. Yep. Number six, Detroit Lions. Via Rams. Number seven, your Las Vegas Raiders. Let's see if they can get another first-round bust within two years. Number eight, the Falcons. Number nine, the Bears. Yeah. What, what what's that movie? The Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. The Bears. And number ten, Philadelphia Eagles. Via New Orleans for being Super Bowl losers, you get your tenth pick. 
that's pretty big. Yeah. And, you know, they, they really set up their team and their draft nicely. That's why they keep getting fresh, good young players. Yeah. You know, they, they draft really well. Them. Who do you think, who do you think in Europe uh, does Hurts uh, need to get him over that hump? Does he need a good running back, a good lineman? Did mm. it? I think they need a solid running back, don't they? Or, or am I making that yeah. up? Yeah. I feel yeah. like. And no. speaking of that, apparently the Titans are shopping Derrick Henry. Really? Uh, yeah. A couple things on that. And you know who a former teammate of Derrick Henry's was on the Eagles, right? Uh, Hurts, wasn't it? No. No, that was way before. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Okay, yeah. That's, apparently that's he's been kind of talking, you know, hey, yeah, yo, Derrick, what's up? What do you think? Yeah. So that, that's always a. They, they do that. That though. would be huge. Oh, man. Could you imagine that squad? But I, I would it like has- to see Jalen Hurts take off a little bit less. Uh, you know, he's a good young player. I want to see him keep him fresh. I don't want him to happen to, you know, be the next RG3 or yeah, that didn't you know, end up- wear him out like Cam Newton or someone like that. Yeah. I mean, look, look, at, look at your boy, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's, he's taking off running now. His injuries are adding up. You know, he's not as fresh year in, year out. I mean, it's... Yeah. They're a flash in the pan, but, I mean, they're good when they're good. Oh, yeah. But it's a flash in the pan. It's like they minimize their their longevity by, like, five, six, seven years, man. It's it's bad. Um, but I, the Eagles would have, like, all Bama players if they got Henry. You know, they already got Smith. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Hurts. Well, uh, can Bama, you know, claim Hurts since he got drafted out of OU? He he says he's OU. Um, but, I mean, you go Bama four years. I mean, they gave him, like, the what? The half jersey was pretty cool. The half yeah. Bama OU jersey. Uh-huh. Pretty sick. I mean, they're, they're close in coordination with colors. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, being under uh, Lincoln Riley for a year probably – helped him a lot yeah. so as much lace credit i want to give lincoln um since he abandoned everybody in oklahoma <laughs> to me jalen hurts is probably one of the better quarterbacks as of late to come out of oklahoma that has, that's he's, a, he's definitely i would say the most well-rounded probably yeah baker no thanks kyler murray no thanks yeah they did just unveil kyler's uh, statue at ou for being a heisman winner yeah, apparently it looked like one of those little plastic army men. They just threw a little toy out there, out there, yeah. yeah. But he's never going to get over those jokes. <laughs> no, but my dad and sister were there since my sister worked for OU. Um, they went there, and dad was fangirling and got him to sign a baseball from Kyler Murray. It's pretty funny. Um, well, speaking so, of Kyler, what do you think his career would have gone if he had gone to the Oakland A's? Oakland A's, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's why dad wanted him to sign a baseball because he's like, what if, you know, could have. I don't know. Who knows where he definitely would have liked this new rule change with the bases and speed and stuff. Yeah. He'd been an ex Ricky Henderson. I don't know. Could he have stepped up on that base though? No, he just stayed below it where they couldn't tag him. It's kind of like him and Altuve. You know, so they see eye to eye on things. That's funny. Yeah. That would be cool to see them side by side like on <laughs> hilarious. Um, but they got Mel Kuyper's got his list out, which I mean, everybody knows Mel Kuyper and um, big analytics and NFL anal- analyzer and everything and college football. 
Do you have it right there in front of you? Yeah, I have it here in front of me. All right, go, go over the Mel Kuyper's top 10 picks. Let's just see. So he, he's he got four quarterbacks in the first four, which I think is the first time ever for four quarterbacks right. to go. So he probably has Bryce Young going number one. He's got Bryce Young, Bama to Carolina Panthers. That's what they right. wanted to move up for was to get Bryce Young. Um, Texans going to get C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Okay. Uh, Cardinals. Yeah. That, go ahead. I heard something about C.J. Stroud today on the way home from getting off shift. And apparently there's some sort of test that takes 30, 45 minutes, and he did miserably on it. 18. He got an 18. Everybody else was in the 90s, 80s, 70s, and he got an 18. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a cognitive test or something to show how well a quarterback adapts to the NFL yeah. game and stuff. And uh, someone tweeted it. I forget. They said, like, not only did he did bad, he did, like, super bad. I don't know if he just didn't show up or what, like, didn't show up mentally to take it or what. But, oh. yeah, everybody was, like, I think that Bryce Young was, like, an 80s. Uh, Richardson was at like 80 something. Levis was at a 90 or something. And it showed uh, CJ Stroud 18. It was like brutal. So I don't know if that's going to change people's opinions on his draft stock or not because it, it does, it has shown to correlate on how well QB oh, does. Yeah. They, they said, what, 100% of the QBs that have scored low on that have been a bust. Yeah. So, so what, what do they have? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis as top four? They got Richardson from Florida going to supposedly Texans, I think, if they swapped out. Um, then you have Will Levis going from Kentucky to the Colts. Okay. So he'll get to keep his balloon wide on. Um, Seahawks have Jalen Carter from Georgia, defensive tackle. Um, Lions have Will Anderson from Georgia as an edge guy. Uh, Raiders have Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, quarterback. Uh, Falcons are taking, they want, think are going to take Nolan Smith from Georgia, outside linebacker. Uh, Bears, Darnell Wright from Tennessee, offensive tackle, or the yeah, offensive tackle. Uh, Eagles are looking for Peter Skronsky from Northwestern, offensive lineman. So, looks like the Eagles might be wanting an offensive line to give Jalen Hurts more time in the pocket, maybe. So, what do you think the odds of Zeke going back to the Cowboys versus the Cowboys potentially drafting B. John Robinson? Uh, I bet you they won't sign Zeke until after the draft. They'll see what they get from the draft and see how well their draft goes. And then they'll say, hey, we didn't get the guy we wanted. We will take Zeke back, you know. And I read somewhere that Cowboys gave Dak Prescott a list of receivers to watch video on and then get his input on who maybe he would want. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so he can still throw it to the other team? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you <laughs> – yeah. I mean, wouldn't you want your quarterback to know? I mean, or do you just develop the wide receiver? I mean, I can understand, like, Devontae Smith and Hurts. They played together, you know. Yeah. They played together. Where if you're getting just getting some random college kid saying, "Hey, I like that kid. I like that kid," you know, it's not the same. Where they could just develop the best player. And to me, to me, you give your head coach, which I guess is also the offensive coordinator now, 
And back in the same room you watch, you discuss, okay, here's why I like him, here's why I don't. What about yeah. you? Pros and cons. Make up your list. Yeah. You know, that way you're still making your guy feel like he has a say. But ultimately, you're seeing what your coach is seeing. Yeah. So if you're seeing something that is obviously not there, that way the coach is like, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That That's just me. Yeah. I mean, overall, your coach will have the final say, should yeah. have the final say. But I, I think it's cool to get your input of your quarterback because he's the one that's going to mm-hmm. be on the field. He's supposed to be your 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 general out there on the field. Yeah. Um, but then again, you're running a business too. You want to pick the best player, not just who's his best. You know, they could do the buddy buddy system, like, hey, I know this guy, or I, you know, might not your best friend might not be the best option. Also, so I don't know. We'll see Thursday. Um, looking at this Mel Kuyper's list, you know, it could be totally flip flopped. You know, you could have one quarterback go couple defenders go, and then another quarterback go. So, And Mel we'll, Kuyper's usually pretty good. Yeah, we'll see how that test hurts or hurts Stroud's uh, draft stock. So if the Texans do, don't take him, they might be looking at Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, you know. Um, so we'll see. I bet you that's going to be an exciting day for a lot of those guys. Pretty nerve-wracking, too. Um, yeah. What position do you think will go as – uh, Mr. Irrelevant this year. Take what a guess. What was it last year? It was Purdy, wasn't it? It was. Yes, it was. Yeah. This Keep... year, Mr. Irrelevant. Tight end. Tight end. I'll go running back from a smaller school. Okay. Or like a, uh, yeah, a running back from like a non-power five school be from like Toledo or something. I don't know. I'm just making that name up. So I'm going to guess with that. Yeah. Running back, you got tight end. All right. What's up, everybody? We got a little bit of a uh, new interviewee. We're going to add somebody <laughs> to our show today. I got my brother Bryce on here. Bryce, you want to introduce yourself to the High Heat podcast? Hi, High Heat. I'm Bryce Roche. I am Nat's younger brother. Um, and I'm getting ready to tell you guys a bit about inside about some playoff hockey. Oh, yeah. So uh, I had to go to my Canadian buddy here, my brother here. Um, figured he's the most qualified to talk about hockey because us other Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas guys, uh, we don't know too much about it. So we, we decided to call in the professional. Um, Bryce comes from Ottawa, Canada. And um, I think we're just going to jump right into it. How's that sound for you? Sounds fine. All right. I was going to start in the Eastern Conference. You got your Eastern Conference notes pulled up? Yes. Um, one second here. Okay. Um, I think okay. I'll start with the, the heavy favorites, uh, Boston, Boston and Florida series. Okay. So starting with the Boston and Florida series, as we know right now is that it is Three one, Boston. Yeah. Um, I believe they'll probably win it. Either the next the game that's happening, or I guess depending on when this comes out. Um, I guess maybe they'll already won. I don't know. Yeah. But currently, so they are, 
currently they lead the series three to one, and they are on. They're about to be playing game five. Yeah, like, they're they're outscoring Florida right now, fifteen to eleven, uh, and the Bruins are favored to win it all by plus two twenty by Vegas' standard, um, followed by Colorado and then Toronto. Um, Boston's had a heck of a year, though. What they end up with, 65 and 12, I think it was. Somewhere there, 12 and 5, 65, yeah, 12. And 65, 65, 11 and something. I forget. I forget. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But still, heck of a regular season for them. Um, I know it's probably pretty tough to keep that pace up in the regular season uh, and then carry that on the playoffs. But uh, you think they have what it takes to try to make a, make a push? Definitely. I, I've I've watched a couple of their games and they're a very strong team. Yeah. All right. So you got who you got favored there, Boston or Florida? Boston. Boston. All right. We'll move on to uh, the other. I think number one seed, Carolina versus Islanders. So uh, I think the series is three to two. Correct me if uh, I'm wrong. Three to two, Carolina. Um, uh huh. They're about to play game six. In they were about to play game six in in uh, Long Long Island. Gotcha. I saw where uh, Carolina won the first two, and then uh, Islanders and Carolina they swapped back and forth the last three games. So Correct. Islanders, Carolina, Islanders. so Islanders won two out of the last three. But um, do you think uh, they have a shot of winning two in a row to clinch that series? I don't know. They're they're to me they're both pretty strong and I I was really I wasn't really expecting the Islanders to have made it this close just because of how yep. Carolina's been playing. At the mm-hmm. especially at the end of the regular season they were winning they were coming into the playoffs with like I, I believe it was like a four game win streak. Yeah. Gotcha. So how are you liking that one? Looking for Carolina? I think yeah. I I did a uh, a, a challenge on uh, there's an NHL playoff challenge that yeah is um spon- sponsored by Geico yeah and you're allowed to like do on your favorite follow your favorite team and make your gotcha. own playoff bracket yeah so I did that and I had Carolina favorited. To win um, that series, yeah. Okay, do you got Carolina winning in Game Six, or, or is it going to take them till Game Seven? I would honestly say Game Six. Okay, so you think they're going to finish it next game? Yeah, in in Long Island. In Long Island, all right. There's your prediction from Bryce. Uh, moving on to uh, Leafs, Tampa Bay, your dad's favorite team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. Um, Yes. They're up three to one right now. They're at least uh, to the two seed in Tampa Bay. Three to two. Three. Huh? Three to oh, two. Oh, it's two to two, isn't it? Or three no, to two now. Sorry. Three to Toronto. Three yeah. two now. Okay. So uh, we got the Leafs. They uh, haven't won a playoff series since 2004. Do you think they end that streak uh, this series? I I say yes. Um, three. The reason is because they've just come off of back-to-back overtime wins to, yeah. to not only first tie the series, but then to become that one game ahead 
of Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I I think if they play well, they can definitely, um, as long as the refs are on their side, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. they, would, they can definitely move on and they'll probably be playing Boston in the second round. Okay, good call, good call. Um, question, um, the Leafs' last playoffs, like I said, was in 2004. Who, who's your guess that they defeated in that series? Who's my guess they defeated in that series? Who would you guess? Who would I guess? Yeah. I'll say it's a Canadian team that they beat. I want to say Montreal. Yeah, think of your hometown. The Senators. Yeah, they beat the Senators in 2004. That was their last playoff series win. Um, Jeez. So you got Leafs, right? Correct. Okay. All right. Moving on to Devils Rangers. Devils are a two seed. Rangers are a three seed. Is it is it two two? Yes, the series is tied at two. Okay, two to two. Uh, Devils have two more home games coming up because uh, they are the higher seed. Um, no, who you got? Like in that one, it goes. It now goes. So game five is in. Is in. Um. Is in. I think, it's, I think they plot for Devils Rangers Devils. I gotta go Jersey. Yeah. New York, Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, it's New Jersey home and then Rangers home and then New Jersey for they, game. They got five. a pivotal, pivotal game five coming up in New Jersey. Yes. Um. Who do you think takes that, and then who do you think goes on to win the series? I don't know. I mean, the uh, Rangers picked up a lot of uh, good players um, at the trade deadline, like yeah. uh, Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. Two players okay. that are both. They take a lot of guys with some playoff experience, huh? And they've both won the Cup, so. Yeah, that's good. two good pickups. But, I, I say Devils are still like a young team, and I feel like they could probably at least get it to a game seven, and then probably I think the Rangers would win. I think I think it'll go to a best of seven, and the Rangers win it all. Win it. All right, you got you got Rangers moving on, and the game is seven, right? Yes. Okay, we'll uh, we'll move on to the Western Conference Championship, or not championship, but the uh, Western side of the playoffs. Um, one seed Vegas versus Jets. Vegas and Jets. Three to one. Do I got this right? A three. No, they're t- tied 2-2. Two, 2-2? Two. Two, two? I don't know where I got these stats from. I thought I just looked them up earlier, but 2-2, two, two, tied. Um, Going into game five in... In Vegas. Yeah. Who are you liking there? I really feel like the the Jets have had their their time, but I think the Knights will go and win that series. Vegas has been good ever since they came into the league, what was it, three years ago? Yeah. Making it to a Stanley Cup finals in their first year, inaugural inaugural year. Yeah. Um, They've been solid ever since, so mm-hmm. yeah, Vegas is looking pretty good. So two, you said two two, right? Yeah, two two, and I think Vegas will take take it. Okay, you got them going in six or seven? Six. Six. So you think Vegas is gonna win the next two? Yes. Yeah. All right, moving on to which I think's been the most like entertaining 
series, uh, Oilers and Kings. Um, I think they've had three of their five games have been OT. Correct. Uh, go in favor of the Kings, two to one. Right. So uh, three out of five games OT, they're playing neck and neck, two good competitive teams. Uh, is that a coin flip or is there someone that you see that's playing better? I don't I think it's hard to tell. It all depends on which um, star players come out on, on, yeah. on both on both sides. Like you have you have McDavid and Drysaddle for the Oilers, but then you yeah. have, but then on the other side you have Andre Kop- Andre Kopitar, um, Adrian Kempe, and then mm-hmm. in terms of the their goalie for Edmonton has been like they've had to switch back and forth like two times in the series. Yeah. It's not good when you don't have a steady goalie. No, that does not help you at all. Is that from injuries or just him not playing well? Um I like he left one I believe it was it was it was Jeff Skinner not no not Jeff Skinner. I know I know the goalie's name is Skinner. Lost yeah. Gotcha. I know that he he left halfway through game four. Yeah. But then, or yeah, halfway through game four, but then came back um, in game five, and okay. I guess and helped him, his helped the Oilers win uh, to go up three two on the Kings. Yeah. Well, who do you got taking that series then? I definitely say the Oilers will move on. Okay, you think they clinch in the next game, or Kings push it to a game seven? I think Kings push it to a game seven, and then for me, it'd be a toss-up there. Like I don't really know. Will have home home ice and take it on at their own place. Um, did you say who will have home ice? I said Oilers will take it back to their home ice game seven. Yeah. So. Gotcha. I don't know it. For me, for me, that series is definitely a coin. A coin flip. Yeah, it's been a good series so far. Like I said, three out of five going to OT. So if yeah. one more goes out, you know, you got more than half the series going to OT. So exactly. that'll be something interesting to watch and moving forwards. Um, we'll go move to the other one seed, uh, Avalanche and the Kraken. Um, I think it's 2-2, two, two, I want to say. Yes, that is correct. Game four went to OT, going to Seattle. Um, are the defending champs in trouble, or do you think they pull out a first-round victory? I feel like they're in trouble because they do. They did. Um, Kale McCarr did get a, a one-game suspension off of yeah. uh, that one hit on. Um, I think it was Donato. Yep. I think. No, sorry. On uh, on on uh, Jared McCann. Okay. He's um likely is not. That, is that game the next one he's suspended for? Or did he already serve it? Yeah, the next game. Oh, next game. Okay. Game five on third. Well, I I don't know I don't know when this comes out, but yeah, that's a tough game to be suspended on on a pivotal game five for sure. I feel well, like yeah, I feel like Seattle has it. Like they've been, but also um. Um, the McCann was their leading goal scorer in the in the gotcha. uh, playoffs, so that's 
kind of bad for them, but they also have to remember that Landis Landis Cog didn't even start the series. Yeah. And now they the Avalanche don't have McCarr for one game, so I'd say Kraken would go up three to two. Going yeah. going back to Seattle for game six and then I don't know, I I feel like this series could definitely go to a, a game seven and then a, a toss up on who wins there. Who you got? I honestly would have to say the Kraken. Okay, Kraken with the upset, first round upset over the defending champions Avalanche. Um, we'll move on to your favorite topic here: uh, the Stars versus the Wild. Yeah, two seed versus three seed. Stars went up the other day, uh, three games to two, was it? Yeah, the Stars have gone up um, three games to two. Yeah. Um, cool um, things about this. Series that the stars are the fir- first time in the series that this that a team has won back to back because it went like game one, Minnesota yeah. won, then Dallas won game two, mm-hmm. Minnesota won game three, and then Dallas won game four and five. Gotcha. Yeah, I got Dallas. They have scored the Wild so far, 17 to 13, with that shutout with Otter the other night. So um, I think if Otter can keep up what he's doing, I think Dallas has got this in the bag. What do you think about uh, Sagan going on a on a four goal four goals on on uh, power plays? With, with, They're going to need him. They're going to need him to pick up, especially with, the, with uh, was it Pavelski still out? With the absence of Pavelski, I. Sagan, Sagan has definitely stepped in into the um into his spot on yeah. on both the first line and the first power play unit. He's actually scored the um three of their last four power play power play Good. goals. I think I think if they're gonna go deep in the playoffs, they're gonna need uh, Sagan to keep playing like that and keep being that factor on that uh, on that line for sure. Um, how do you feel about the Dumba Pavelski hit? Dumba, Dumba, how do you pronounce it? Dumba. Dumba, okay. How do you feel about that hit? Clean, I dirty. Really, I, really feel like minor. Was, I really feel like it was dirty. Um, definitely should should have been a, a five and a, a game misconduct. Yeah. Even though people are saying they're going to set it up and look like his stick got him first, but yeah, I, I still feel like it was still contact to the head. It looked like contact to the head. If if you guys didn't watch that, uh, go look up the D- Dumba Pavelski hit. Uh, Dumba gets Pavelski right under the chin, and I think Pavelski was out cold before he even hit the ice. Um, it was a pretty uh, malicious hit for sure. Um, I think it should have been a lot worse. Uh, penalty wise than what they called it, and they even reviewed it and still said it wasn't that bad. So I beg to differ. Um, but I got a few more questions for you here. Um, Can I just say one more thing? Yeah, let's hear it. So a great thing about the stars that if they do make it to the next round, Pavelski will be joining them. Good, good, good deal. Um, Cinderella story. Who's your Cinderella story? The lowest seed you got that might be moving pretty far. The lowest seed? Well, just who do you think's the wild card that uh, 
is probably going to make a run for the Stanley Cup. I think the lowest seed you had winning was the Kraken, their wild card. I have uh, to say the Kraken could actually. I don't know because they would, if they win the series, then they would play Dallas. Yeah. So, well, you got the Kraken and maybe the Jets were the two you said. Uh, oh no, you said Vegas was going to move on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess I guess the Cinderella for first round, I would say, would probably be you'd have the Kraken. Correct. Okay. And in your unbiased opinion, I know you're a big Stars fan, and and uh, we both want to see them uh, succeed. Uh, who do you see in the Stanley Cup championship? I could definitely see like either a, a um I think Dallas and um Boston. Yeah. Or I'd say um Oilers Leafs. Oilers Leafs. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, I can see that too. Now, my last question for you is, um, what if there is a Leafs Stars Finals? How's that household going to hold up? Don't. I, yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, be, I have to give me on fire, and my my mom's gonna have to definitely wear the referee jersey for that game. For that, if that series. Yeah. She's going to have to send your dad to a hotel or something. So you guys don't know is uh, Bryce's dad's a huge Leafs fan and Bryce is a huge Dallas fan. So I'm curious if that ever comes to be. Um, hopefully they're still uh, on talking terms after, after that finishes up. I mean, it was pretty bad back when I was a Bruins fan. Yeah. <laughs> so All right, one guess, one guess. If you got somebody to win Stanley cup, who's your guess? It's going on record. So choose wisely. I, I, I'm I'm really honestly saying Dallas. As his background is a Stars player. So. <laughs> Jamie Benn, isn't it? Jamie Benn. Yeah, in their uh, retro highlighter green jerseys, which are sick, by the way. So, yeah, well, there you have it, guys. There's our uh, NHL analyst for uh, High Heat right there, Bryce. So, uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for your time, and thanks for coming on and, and giving us your input on some NHL hockey playoffs. I guess one more thing would be, um, if you guys are interested, I do have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, it's Bryce91Amazing. Um, Bryce is spelled B-R-Y-C-E. Mm-hmm. If you look that up, you'll find um, my icon for my YouTube channel is me with Star's Hat. So if you guys could subscribe there, I would love for that. And thanks, thanks so much, Matt, for having there you me. Go. Welcome, buddy. Uh, You guys go subscribe to Bryce's channel. And uh, thanks again, Bryce, for coming on to our show, buddy. Love you, bro. Love you, too. See you, bro. Bye. Bye. Let's make everybody's day better. Yes. There's a great Isaiah Green story that you presented to me the other day to take a look at. I'm going to look at it. Huge story. It was awesome. It was like at the end of the regular season for hockey. Um, Jacob Truba, I hope I'm saying that right. Truba, 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 uh, New York Rangers captain, uh, surprised a Sandy Hook survivor. So that was about eight years ago, I think. Um, Isaiah Marquise Green, uh, whose sister was one of the 26 victims. So he's 
went through it firsthand with losing a family member in there. Um, so he was like 18 at the time or now is 18 and uh, they do a tradition where they give usually gift the game worn jersey to a, a fan at the end of the day or the end of the season and uh, they sat him down and brought him down there and gave Isaiah the the jersey that he had on and ended up signing it for him and told him to sit down he sat down uh, Truba asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up and he said or what he wanted to go to school for and he said he wanted to go to be a lawyer and so the captain uh, gifted him, a, it's called the Garden of Dreams Inspired Scholarship to help Green graduate college debt-free and go to go to be a lawyer. So um, he also sat down with him when he was talking to him. He said, I'm going to come check in on you after the first year of college. Make sure you're keeping your grades up. And he said, I'm going to come to your graduation, so send me a graduation card. So I think it's pretty cool when uh, it's his favorite player. So that's made it even more yeah. special. Um, to get that from your favorite player and to get set down and have him check in on you and everything. So they exchanged phone numbers too, right? Huh? I think they exchanged phone numbers too, didn't they? Yeah. So he could come check on it. He said, text yeah. me, text me when you graduate or first after your first year. And then uh, when you graduate, I'll be there. So good, good job by the New York Rangers and uh, captain Jacob Truba and congrats to Isaiah on his scholarship. Hopefully he makes all his good grades and becomes a great lawyer. Absolutely. You know, good, good for him. You know, I, lo- I love seeing stories like that and hopefully that story turns into an even bigger success story. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely talks it. Hopefully he takes that and runs with it and uh, takes that opportunity and makes the world a better place for sure. Oh yeah. So man, it's like another great episode. We're usually pretty spot on with this time thing. We're usually around 40, 50 hour, somewhere around 45 to an yeah. hour. Thank uh, you. Right about 58, if I'm looking at it right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah. We might be 58 with our little convo before, but with our episode, we're about 48. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, another good episode, man. Good, good topics. Um, we'll try to have more for you later, and I'll try to get this episode as fast as possible, up as fast as possible. And if you're not already following us, like and like and subscribe to all our channels uh give us a good rating on spotify or whatever podcast you're listening on um and just messages what you want to hear talk about we got emails we got a, we got tiktok now we got instagram page um don't have facebook yet got an email yeah we got it all so yeah go follow us on all the above man we're we're hitting on all cylinders trying to keep you updated on all the sports news and what do you so, say next we kind of dive into maybe some expansion teams in baseball and see what maybe AAA or AA affiliate would be a good one to turn into a big league? Well, Vegas is out of the question now, so definitely not putting one back in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely down for that. We can dive into more. The topics kind of create themselves, so we just relay them to you guys. So thanks for joining us this episode. And y'all have a blessed day, and good talking to you, brother. You too, man. I'm going to go ahead and a little spoiler alert, maybe Oklahoma City and Indianapolis. There you go. There you go. Go have some dinner, man. Take care. All right. Good seeing you. Good talking. All right. See you, bud.